From the hangars of the Rebel Fleet to the rocky landscape of Tabalt, you're listening to Star Scavengers, a Lego Star Wars podcast with a focus on the Freemaker adventures. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Goins, and I'm here with my co-host, who I know is extremely excited about the official start of Season 2, Jonah Marie Macias. Yay! <laughs> I'm so happy! It's official. I'm happy about the fact that we have to wait again. <laughs> yeah, we have another wait, but not nearly as long as the wait for Season 2 to start. Although we did see the first episode of Season 2 at Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, yeah, we did. But it was nice to see it again from the comfort of our couches. So that was that was a lot of fun. I remember when we watched that episode... Um, we were kind of talking about if it was the first episode of the season or if they kind of just showed us an episode kind of somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. So now we know. Yeah. It was definitely yeah. the first episode. Um, but a lot of cool things to talk about about that episode. But before we get into that, a couple other things. First of all, there are Lego sets, two new Lego sets for Freemaker Adventures. I have not had a chance to get them. Have you had a chance to uh, pick up either of these new sets yet? I put it down on my to-do list for Thursday, last Thursday, before the show premiered, because that was payday. I was just like, I'm going to get it, because I gotta. And I ended up not doing it, because after paying bills and stuff, I realized I did not have enough money in my bank account to go get those two sets. But I will definitely get those two sets, because I want to construct them and have the vehicles that are used on the show sitting on my shelf. So it's going to happen. I just it's not happening as soon as I thought it was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, bills are annoying like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I haven't picked them up yet either. I'm actually kind of uh, behind on building my Lego sets. I had three sets that still need to be built, so I almost felt like Lego gluttonous if I bought a fourth set. Mm, so. Yeah. <laughs> I know some people that buy, they'll buy sets and sets and they'll just keep them in storage and eventually get around to building them. But I feel bad if I have like more than one or two that I haven't built yet. So I'm I'm holding off buying any new sets right now. I do want to get the new Freemaker sets, especially since there's so few Freemaker sets. You know, there's really no reason why I can't have them all. Exactly. But um, I did build a set recently though. Of the three that I have in waiting, I have... Um, I have the Phantom, and I have the a Y-Wing, and then I had this Duel on Naboo set. So I did go ahead and build the Duel on Naboo set. Awesome. Did you play the music, Duel of Fates in the background? <laughs> no. Ah, you failed. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably thinking about not doing it because you were saying I was going to do it. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty fun set. Really, it was very small, pretty simple. I think... I had I had thoughts about the minifigs. I was actually really happy with the Qui-Gon minifig. Mm. Um, they, fun fact, there are seven different Qui-Gon minifigs out there, uh, different versions of Qui-Gon that have been in Lego. And this is a new, a new version of Qui-Gon that they haven't really done before. So they actually made, they, they did some really cool detail and like his beard, they gave him some gray in the beard. And that's one thing I really like about Lego especially these newer sets, is they're really starting to get very detailed on these paint jobs. Um, so I actually was happy with that minifig. That's cool. So you only have the one one out of seven? Um, I have an old one from an old set that I actually um, 
had to identify because I don't, I still couldn't, I don't, I don't have the actual like instructions or anything like that to know what, what set he came from. Mm. But I went online and figured out what set he came from. He came from a set um, called Lightsaber Duel, which is a very small set that featured Qui-Gon Jinn fighting uh, Darth Maul on Tatooine. Gotcha. That iconic scene where, you know, Darth Maul comes in in his little speeder bike. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a real real simple set just with the two minifigs and a little bit of a build uh, for his speeder bike. But I actually have both. I still have both of those original minifigs. Um, from I think that was a set that came out in 1999. Oh wow! Yeah, so, when the movie came out. Yeah, so it's a uh, it's actually one of the original Star Wars sets that came out when the when Lego got the Star Wars license. Very cool. So yeah, if you compare the the Qui Gon minifig side by side, they they've definitely updated his look a lot. That was back when the the minifigs still had like the the iconic like Lego uh, color for their hands and their head and everything. Oh, um, the yellow? The yellow, right. So they didn't do the skin tone yet. Oh. So I have a yellow <laughs> Qui-Gon and I actually have a <laughs> yellow Obi-Wan as well. Um, and then I have the old Darth Maul. So it was kind of cool because when I built this set and you have the three new minifigs, you can kind of compare them against the the old um, minifigs from the late 90s, early 2000s. Very cool. So, But, yeah, it was a fun build. Uh, a couple of cool little features on it. They have uh, the gate, you know, the laser gate that stops Obi-Wan from saving Qui-Gon's life. Mm. Um, that that sad, tragic moment from The Phantom Menace. <laughs> um, you can recreate the death of, of Qui-Gon Jinn in Lego Did form. you yell out, no! no I always do. <laughs> <It's> horrible. <laughs> but yeah, so you can actually close off the gate. They have these, these this little function that you can pull, the, pull a little um, bar in it. And it opens the gates and closes them, so so Obi Wan gets stuck there. So that was a cool That's little feature. Cool. And then they have a little pit that Darth Maul can fall down into. They actually have a little function that you push down on a button and it shoots Darth Maul back out of the pit. <laughs> which I was like, well, that didn't happen in the movie, but he does technically get out of there. So maybe that's their nod to that. I don't know. <laughs> that's so that you can be, get it out of. <laughs> yes, that's uh, you're right. That is the actual function, I'm sure, just so you can get them out. But it's funny because they have their lightsabers, and so when they fall down into the pit, their lightsaber gets kind of caught down there. So, so when you try to do the little catapult thing, they don't actually pop out very easily. Ah, gotcha. Unless you take their lightsaber away. So, but yeah, it was it was a fun little build. So, um, and it wasn't too expensive, so it was a a nice little set to get if anybody's interested in picking up a new set. This was actually from 2017. It's one of the really recent sets that was released. Sweet. So, oh yeah, fun facts. We're talking fun facts. Um, I said Qui-Gon had seven different minifigs. Obi-Wan Kenobi has 29 different minifigs. What? (laughs) And I'm not, not even 29 different sets. 29 unique minifigs across any set that he's been in. So he's been in many more sets than just 29. Wow. So, so a, if you're an Obi-Wan minifig collector, um, there's a lot of him to find. I'm curious now which character has the most minifigs. That's a good question. I um, If I had to venture a guess, which Star Wars character has the most minifigs? Hmm. I bet tw- it wouldn't I bet... be Vader. No, see, I think Obi Wan actually isn't at advantage because he he was in the original trilogy as an older character, so he has a unique look there. 
Then he was in all of Clone Wars, so he's got kind of that unique Clone Wars look. But then he's in the prequels, but he's in the prequels very young. He's in the prequels older. Um, so there's just a lot of different versions of him. Yeah. So unlike Qui-Gon, who only ever, ever appeared one way, so there's only so many different minifigs you can do, Obi-Wan has... They even did an a, Obi-Wan minifig when he was disguised as that bounty hunter in the Clone Wars. Oh, I didn't even know that. That's crazy. Yeah, so... Yeah, 29 different ones. That would be a fun... You know, as a collector, that'd be a fun thing to try to do, to try to get all 29. Even yeah. if you don't get the sets, because that would be kind of expensive to try to get all the sets, but just to get the individual minifigs. And then that would be really impressive. Darth Maul only has eight, surprisingly. Surprisingly. But you can only <laughs> you can get robot legs, Darth Maul. Oh, that's... <laughs> that is one that you can find. So, but yeah, Not so spider legs, Darth Maul. No spider legs, Darth Maul out there. But there oh. is a Santa Darth Maul. There is. That's true. That I know came, this. It came in a. Friend has it. <laughs> I think it came in one of those. Um, I've, what do you call that? When you open a different gift every day. Oh, the, the advent calendar. Advent calendar. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably where the Santa Darth Maul came from. Gotcha. So. Yeah, got off on a little tangent there talking about minifigs, but yes, it was <laughs> Duel on Naboo. Fun set. Cool. Cool. What's the next one? That's it. That's it. Okay. Yeah, do on the boot. Just wanted to talk about one set. I only had time to build one. Next next episode, I'll build like the Y wing, and we can talk about that. Cool. Well, I hope to learn more about minifigs and such. <laughs> Minifig <laughs> fun facts. I was thinking we should do another minifig focus, like we we've done previously. Well, we already did Obi Wan. So, so now, yeah, we kind of did our Obi Wan uh, one this time. So maybe you can pick. We've I, did we do Rex yet? I think we did. Or did we, we did. Do... I think we did. Okay, I I couldn't remember if we did Rex or Ezra. No, we haven't done Ezra. Okay, maybe we'll do. Like, an he only Ezra. has a few sets. There aren't that many. Maybe like two or three. Yeah, that's true. Hair is only well. We can talk about hair when we get to that in the the review. How about we have the fan the listeners tell us which minifig we we'll should put it, focus on? We'll put it out on Twitter. Um, because I actually did want to give you a shout out because I, I handed you the keys to our Twitter account Yeah. and you've been doing, you've actually been doing stuff with it. So I, so, uh, you've been doing a great job with Yay. tweeting stuff out <laughs> and having people respond. Um, so I'm going to let, I'm, that's, that's all yours now. Yay. <laughs> it's funny cause I, I opened up my Twitter and there's like six different, six or seven different accounts and I had to make sure that I tweet in the correct one. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Definitely. I know the. I know the pain. <laughs> yeah. Um. But moving on, we have the premiere episode "Trouble on Tybalt," which was written by Bob Roth and Bill Mott. So it's great to finally see this episode on our TV screens, and it kicks off with the Emperor and Darth Vader in his office. I have no other words, you know, to. Ex- to describe Emperor Palpatine's, you know, uh, space. It's just an office to me. <laughs> I guess it is. Yeah, it's his Coruscant office. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's an official term for the space that he's in because it's not really his throne room. That's actually on the Death Star. Right. Unless yeah, he's got so... multiple throne rooms. 
Yeah, there's no post-its or file cabinets or anything around, but I think that's his office. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had some kind of meeting going on. There was Vader there. Vader was doing like a PowerPoint presentation. Yes. <laughs> the, three, the three Imperial, random Imperial guys standing off to the side. Yeah, talking about the Death Star 2, the new and improved. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the Emperor is totally bored. And I love that one of the things he says is, yeah, yeah, rule ev- evilly ever after. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and the one thing that he really desperately wants is the Kyber Saber, which we know as the audience, you know, was... Uh, tossed into a pit of lava <laughs> yeah that's true it was so i guess there's no no luck there for him he's not going to actually find the kyber saber um but i guess he's still after rowan although he can't get no, rowan's no, name rowan. right yeah. reginald <laughs> reginald freemaker ricky freemaker <laughs> he did get it right eventually in the episode he did he did and i think last season in the finale uh, he said, like it wasn't even a word. It was just sounds. <laughs> so I like that they continued that into this episode. Yeah. Um, I thought it was funny when, when the emperor said something about like, are you telling me that everyone in the empire is just incompetent brickheads? Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was nice to call, he called them brickheads, not blockheads. Nice little yeah. shout out to Lego. Um, but I did like Vader's response. He's like, well, I wouldn't say the entire, (laughs) like he's admitting it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) And then we find out that, uh, the emperor has been working on a secret project and Vader is just appalled. Like how he, how doesn't he know that this is a project that the emperor is working on and why hasn't he been included? I wasn't aware we were keeping secrets from each other. Yes. <laughs> it made it sound like they were a married couple. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. They have this this funny dynamic in this show um, where Vader is very much... Um, he's on the wrong side of this relationship, I think. Yeah. <laughs> he's not getting the respect he deserves. He's very jealous. Yeah. Yeah, now the Emperor's bringing in a third party... It's not good for Vader. No, no. And it's, 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 the Emperor is my own creation, which I have to admit, it took me forever to figure out. And I know some people are like, oh my God, you're just not getting that. And I'm just like, okay, people, let's, let's take a look at how many Lego sets I have in total versus how many Lego sets everyone else has in total. I'm a, I'm a Lego fan, but you know, I, there's a lot of terminology that I'm still trying to catch up on. And my own creation is something that totally went over my head. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, it went over my head too. I mean, I, I consider <laughs> I myself a Lego that. collector, but some of the terminology of the diehard collectors, I you know, I just haven't heard before, or maybe I just I'm not hanging around with the right people. But I never heard of MOC before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be so honest. So <laughs> sorry, and Bill and Bob. And yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, it took us a little while. <laughs> we didn't get your joke. <laughs> um, and yeah, he. I love that he wants to send this droid out so that he can go after Ricky Freemaker and his his siblings. <laughs> yes, MOC is a very formidable new villain that yes. 
I think they did a really good job with this character, even just seeing him in this one episode. Um, he's he's t- he's taking the place of um, Nare in a way. It seems like at least that he's going to kind of be the new Nare as far as his function in the show. But I was kind of worried if they were going to really be able to introduce a character that was going to kind of live up to what she brought to the show, and they they did. This is mm-hmm. a very intimidating. A character as the freemakers are going to find out yeah and and nari was a bit different because she was very emotional like she relied on her rage and that really opened her up to vulnerabilities here and there and so with this new antagonist it's going to be very hard for rowan to overcome at least I, I, like for now at towards the very beginning because he even what we see later on, he needed his family to as a backup, working in the background to help him out. Yes, definitely. We did get to see the new outfits. Um, we've seen them before, but um, it's nice to see kind of as the season starts out that they have their new outfits. Because in all the shorts that we watched in the off season, they didn't have them yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were still in their season one clothing, so it was great to have that as the like transition into season two. Yeah, and I know we talked about it before, but I really like the new look. I think the the toned down colors does a lot, and I like how they have their actual Freemaker logo right on their their uh, jackets now. That looks really cool. Yeah, yeah, we really love that. So and... you got to start working on your new cosplay. I know. <laughs> Well, this one will probably work out um, a lot easier. Although, I don't know how I'm going to get the green pants. I might have to construct those. Because green pants aren't all that um, in right now. <laughs> oh, really? I don't know. I haven't been I listening to Galactic so. Fashion, so I don't know. <laughs> At least not that I know of. I might have to <laughs> I might have to look, and, look around and see. Um, and I'm trying to figure out who says this quote. Oh, no. Xander himself says it, right? When he gets knocked back out oh the coughing yeah yeah it's just funny because he gets he gets blasted back by the by the ship and he kind of falls into those boxes and as he's climbing out he's like xander freemaker (laughs) superstar you know like he's he's still trying to say his catchphrase but he he can barely get it out (laughs) um and um luke actually makes an appearance as well in this episode which is great because you know, I had mentioned before, it, it, it'd be really cool to see Rowan get some sort of a mentor. Obviously, it can't be Luke, because they're trying to keep, even though this is a Lego show and it has its own story, they're still trying to keep it adjacent to what's happening in the saga film. So, obviously, Luke can't be the one to mentor Rowan. So, he he's there, but unfortunately, he has to run off as the Empire attacks, and poor Rowan can't say that he's Force-sensitive, too. Yeah, it's it's interesting because this is an opportunity for Luke to meet another force sensitive character, a Jedi or a Jedi in training who already has a lightsaber, who has already done lightsaber battles, who's faced off against the Emperor. It's like a bit, that would be a huge deal for Luke to actually have some interaction with this character. So it, it's funny how they play it where he comes so close and then Luke's got to fly off because I'm sure if Luke knew that he had the potential of meeting another Jedi, he would have been like, hey, guys, you go off and fight this battle. I'm going to hang out with, with uh, Rowan here for a little bit, you know? Yeah, and I, and I can't remember exactly what Bob and Bill said when we interviewed them at Celebration, 
but they I think they mentioned something about either that happening often throughout the show where we might see Luke again and it's just them being interrupted uh, once more because, you know, he, he can't know what Rowan is at this time, point in time. But I, I don't remember if that's something that they were planning on doing or that we'll actually see happening throughout the series. So I, think, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I think I remember them saying that they had thought about doing that almost ah, as, a, okay. as like a running gag, but they thought it yes. would get old. So they decided to not gotcha. to not do that as often. Okay. So maybe it'll happen like another time, but I don't think it's going to be like kind of a constant running thing. Yeah, that would be too too much of the Lego humor that we love, but I love that they balance it very well with these episodes. Right, definitely. I'm not a fan of that kind of standard Lego hair <laughs> yeah, that Luke's <laughs> rocking in the scene. Um, the Obi-Wan minifig in the, the Darth Maul dual set has the same thing. Kind of the <laughs> the hair that the the guy from the Lego movie has yeah that's right it's kind of that plain lego hair and as they're coming out with new sets and they're coming up with new molds for characters like i know han just got new hair luke like uh like younger luke got new hair so i'm I'm ready for this kind of middle luke to get more textured hair and get away from that lego plain hair look yeah it looks like a bowl on his head (laughs) it doesn't really look like luke to me you know but yeah that's just a collector's gripe <laughs> yeah i like rowan's hair it's very uh spiky <laughs> yes all the the freemakers all have great hair yes <laughs> luke not so much uh, luke yeah no <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of great hair lieutenant valeria yeah she has valeria awesome hair when, so when she takes cool. her helmet off <laughs> I love her, and I love, again, that she's voiced by Yvette Nicole Brown, and um, I forget what is it that she said. She said his uh, catchphrase it out of order to Oh, yeah. She's to like, Xander. you are superstar Freemaker Xander guy. <laughs> and then Xander's like, that's not how it goes. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> but, yeah, they end up having this battle, and I love that we see the B-Wings included in there yeah um, some great was, yeah there were some great scenes in this battle with the x-wing b-wings every, yeah like how the all the b-wings kind of fly up out of the ship as this this whole group of b-wings together yeah it was it was great mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i love that at the same time while all this is happening you have cordy on point xander's fixing up things roger's trying to retrieve uh, more supplies and such and, and Rowan just doesn't know what he's doing, what's his task and he's kind of lost and lost in all of the um, the crowd yeah he doesn't have kyber saber crystals defined you know he doesn't have a lightsaber wielding bad guy to face off against you know he's kind of it's almost like he's overqualified for the job at this point yeah <laughs> Um, and I like the point that was made at the panel back in Celebration is that he's a kid and you don't really see kids in the rebellion. And so he has to find a different purpose, something completely uh, different from what's currently happening. And who better to give him this new purpose than Hera? Yes. Oh, man, it was so, so cool to see her there. <laughs> 
It was too short. I mean, I know they don't want to overuse these characters, but I would have loved to see her, and maybe she will be back. But I would love to. I would have loved to see her kind of actually go out on an adventure with them, as opposed to just showing up uh, to send them off onto an adventure. Right. Right. But... Yeah. So I hope maybe we'll see her again. I'm not sure what the likelihood of that happening is, but man, I really loved seeing her in that new jacket. Yes, and and I know a few girls I know want to really replicate that and cosplay as that Hera. But unfortunately, <laughs> the the angle that they have her turn the past just on her left arm, it's hidden in the shadow, so we we couldn't really zoom in and take a look at what that was. I'm just like, ah, see, this is where I hope at some point they might add episode guides or something because I would really love to see some of the concept art or the character profiles that they do for Rebels, sort of similar, but for the show. Yeah, that would be amazing. Hopefully with this show getting a second season and um, you know, getting a little bit more, it seems like at least, I'm seeing more people talking about it than yeah, we got in yeah. the previous season on social media and everything. More, more podcasts are reviewing it, so it's getting a little bit more in the spotlight as far as the fandom goes, so... There, hopefully there will be more of a demand for, hey, we want to know more about this, this show and we can start getting that type of inside information. I would love to get some sort of a, a published book, you know, some behind the scenes stuff with concept art and maybe episode guides um, yeah. and something like that would be great as well. Yeah, from DK, which are pretty big on the whole Lego scene. And uh, yeah, so I'd love to see Lego Freemaker like because you know you have in the tab in starwars.com you have rebels you have clone wars but there's no freemaker i'm like uh i, I really want to see freemakers in there and i wonder whether it's just because it's you know something to do with how it's distributed or who, who works on it on the production side of it so maybe there's a whole bunch of things happening behind the scenes that we're not aware of but man i really want to get something and i really want to get that hair minifig which yeah, she apparently looked, isn't a thing right now. Yeah, it's probably not. She she looked so cool, and I love that they updated her look and they didn't just use kind of her existing look because there is a minifig out there um, that they could have gone off that look. But I like how they you know are indicating enough time has passed. Um, you know, this is well into the future from where we see her in Star Wars Rebels, and so they gave her a very distinct look and she has a cool outfit on i think people could cosplay as it even though you can't see the side you can still work with what you can see and maybe imagine the rest so i'd love to see people try to cosplay um as this version of Hera because this is the furthest we've seen her in the timeline even though it's not technically canon right right so i'm i'm happy that she has a very uh cool look that's blending in with the rest of the rebellion because that's something that you would see like one of those like hot shop uh, bomber jackets so yeah I, it's it's cool that she has that look now years later yes she's awesome <laughs> <laughs> we and need so, more adventures with her I don't know is there like more coming for her character in this well, time well I mean uh, there's forces of destiny which is another show that I hope we get to see on the website too like with episode guides and such um, and apparently she might make an appearance. Uh, it's unconfirmed, really. Uh, and I don't know whether she's going to get a doll either. But the six-inch Black Series Hera will be coming out 
in September for Force Friday. So that's exciting for Hera fans out there. Okay. I don't know what, maybe I'm just imagining this, but I thought I saw something about like Hera and like Han Solo like working together that or something? Is, yes. Okay, so it is confirmed. I remember now. Okay. <laughs> so that was, that was mentioned in an article talking about Forces of Destiny. So that is a short. So we're going to see Hera and Han in in a, in a short together. Okay. Yeah, I remember that detail. Okay, cool. So we will, there's more Fine. coming. Together, working together. I can remember. <laughs> yeah, because we know this is the final season of Star Wars Rebels. You know, so we'll... I'm assuming that the re- we're seeing her show up here because the powers that be know that she's going to be here, you know. Yeah. She's going to yeah. be in this time period. So I I would love to see continuing adventures with her character, or other characters from Rebels too, but at least she she seems like the one that there's the most indication that she's going to be around during, you know, the the length of this rebellion. Mhm. Mhm. And so she ends up sending Rowan on a special assignment because poor kid has nothing to do and this is his thing and he's going to go find another Rebels character, Corey. So I'm excited that we get to see him in the fold as well. Yes, Corey, nice addition, nice connection there to to Rebels. Uh, We even get to see a cool little Y-Wing model hanging from the roof. Or not Y-Wing, B-Wing. Uh, was model. it a viewing? Because I thought it looked a lot like the Twilight from Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Huh. I thought it was a scaled down version of the B wing, but now you're making me doubt myself. <laughs> I know. Go back because it really looked a lot like it, and I I didn't have time to pick up a reference and compare. But I, I swear, when I saw it, I was like, "Oh my gosh, is that the Twilight?" But it could be a prototype, like a B wing prototype. Yeah, I'm like I'm, right now. <laughs> well, I'm blank. <laughs> you can hear me typing. I'm blanking on what the Twilight looks like. Um, oh yeah. Oh man, it was such a cool ship, and I was so sad that it got destroyed okay. towards the end of the Clone Wars. Um, but yeah, yeah, I can see. I could see why you would think that it might be the Twilight. It's very basic, the mm-hmm. model, but it has kind of that long, extended uh, body with the almost T-shaped wing, but the um, the B-Wing looks very similar to that as well. So I'm going to have to take a closer look. Cool. Yeah, and you I, do I mean, that. Bob, Bill, Leland, <laughs> let us know. Tweet us. <laughs> and at the same time, you have MOC who's demonstrating his awesome skills and gadgets. And I love that there's this relationship building between him, well, this tension building between him and, and Vader. <laughs> Vader's so jealous. Yeah. He can't handle the new kid. It's like it's like you know when the when the the youngest kid in the family who's used to being spoiled suddenly another, you know, the baby comes along. Yeah. And suddenly they're not getting all the attention anymore. You you're I'm totally getting that vibe from Vader. Oh yeah, for sure. And and I love that at this time you also have uh Michael Kramer's music. Uh that was that's the theme for MOC very frightening and oh man it gives me chills thinking about it and i also loved the towards the end the the theme for the arrowhead and rowan so yeah he did a fantastic job and there's also if you guys are interested he has a youtube channel and he posted up the uh documentary the short documentary that they did 
that they showed at Star, Star Wars Celebration about the composition and, and putting the music together for the series. And yeah, you can definitely check that out on his YouTube channel. So I highly recommend it. Cool. I need to check that out. Yeah. <laughs> there were some good quotes during the Vader interaction uh, with the Emperor and Vader and MOC. I like yeah. the I like the shout out to the kind of technological terror line from A New Hope. Oh, so that was a shout out to the Okay, I I, I remembered it it sounding familiar, but I couldn't pinpoint where exactly I had heard it. Yeah, in A New Hope you have kind of that conference room scene and you have the guy that's like don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed talking about the Death Star. Mm, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. then Vader says the line here um kind of the same thing but he's referring to moc so i thought that was a nice a nice uh shout out there to a new hope gotcha yeah and i love that he says he lacks the ability to use the force (laughs) and then moc's response i also lack offspring that wish to overthrow the emperor (laughs) (laughs) best line in the episode yes Oh, so great. And and I love that. Yeah, this is the point in time where the Emperor says Rowan's name correctly. Finally. <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> uh, and this was also another favorite part when he says, prepare to be impressed, Vader. And he's he's chuckling and laughing. And they don't know what he's doing. And he turns to Vader and he's like, what's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then MOC says, I'm collecting and collating data. <laughs> oh, that's impressive. Your joy's collecting skills will surely strike fear in the rebels' heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just some very good uh, back and forth. And then when MOC decides to finally leave and shoots a hole in the ceiling, um, Vader's like, you know, your your guy needs to learn how to use a door. Yeah. <laughs> and Emperor's like, yeah, you got me there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, I like that back on in Corey's workshop, you have Rowan just picking up things um, everywhere. Even though he's not supposed to touch, he's just picking up as he, as he goes along and Corey's getting kind of annoyed. Um, but Rowan offers him the chance to come with him and his siblings to Tybalt, where they are going to pick up more salvage salvage some pieces and stuff from a past battle and that's when they end up finding a oh no and while they're headed over there i really like to this point where Corey says that he's he hasn't seen their ship model which is the ct900 freighter since before the clone wars and i didn't realize that this particular model was something that dated predated the clone wars yeah, I didn't realize that either. Actually, I didn't even pick that up on watching the show. I'm, I'm, I'm just now seeing this in your notes. So, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Must have been yeah. distracted at that point. <laughs> I found that very interesting. I was like, oh, another cool old model ship. Those tend to be the best, like the Ghost and the Millennium Falcon. And and then Corey, um, while they're on Tybalt, they uh, he he has this vision of something bigger, of something that could turn the tide of the war. And at that point is when um, Rowan sees MOC's ship, the Tracker 1. Right. Um, I will say this. We didn't get a lot of Roger 
We didn't. That's and true. He only had he only really had a couple lines. Um, so his best line was when he he's basically like Rowan's like, "What's that?" and he's like, "Don't know." And I'm perfectly happy in my ignorance. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't get too many lines, but at least one of his lines was was really funny. Yeah, yeah. I hope we get more of him. Although he had a great short trying to impress all his his new friends and building the buffer machine which actually is a thing because i went back to the clone wars watching them with my mom and there was an episode where in evil plans when r2d2 goes into a spa spa like thing for droids and there's a buffer machine there yeah (laughs) the droid spa episode you guys reviewed that one recently yeah we did (laughs) i feel like that's one i never rewatched. you should maybe i should I won't be as jaded this time around, maybe. And when I saw it, I was like, oh my god, that's the thing that Roger built. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it probably is. The connections. <laughs> um, and then, so yeah, Rowan starts to approach the ship and starts commenting on the fact that it looks brand new. And then that's when he gets captured. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. this was the, I remember when we were interviewing Bill and Bob at celebration and we kind of were talking about we didn't talk too much about this episode because at that point you know not everyone had seen it yet so we didn't want to do spoilers but i did i do remember mentioning to them the scene where you can kind of see moc almost like he shut down his eyes are turned off and he's just sitting like very stoically in the cockpit of his ship yes and then like over his shoulder you see rowan kind of looking up into the ship that was such a well done shot so that was that was pretty cool yeah, yeah, and at the same time, he was saying that it looks like there's no one inside when the camera is focusing on MOC and him from outside. It was a re- yeah, like you said, really cool how they put that together. Yeah, and MOC really, you know, he's he is a very intimidating character, as intimidating as a Lego minifig can look. Uh, but when you see his his actual concept art not the Lego version of him, but kind of what he would look like if he wasn't Lego. Oh, yeah. It would, Freaky. Yeah, like a really intimidating-looking character. So um, I'm very excited to see where they go and what other things they do with this character because he's got all kinds of cool gadgets that pop out of nowhere and guns <laughs> and, you know, everything. So very cool. Yeah, and then there was one Twitter user, I forget their name now, but they have pointed out that the his mouth has like this... Um, it's like it's a digital mouth, I guess you could say. I don't know the exact words to use at the moment, but um, there was at one point where it looked like he had a snarl, and that's because of the way that they made his mouth look in that moment, even though he actually doesn't have lips or a mouth that actually moves. But I love the way that they had portrayed that in that moment when right. he was fighting with Rowan. He has he has like this line of red lights, kind of that serve as as the indicator that he's vocalizing. See, you're more eloquent than I am. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. They give him because of the way they they move those up and down. It do, it can give him these facial expressions that other droids don't. You can't really do. Yeah. So I, I think that's a nice touch. Mhm, mhm. And I love that Xander and Cordy act quickly, and and he says, "Hang on to your bricks." <laughs> Hang on to your bricks. Yeah. <laughs> and then as the action is picking up you have Rowan's lightsaber falling onto the floor and I love 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 that he says okay feeling dumb I didn't think of that first <laughs> <laughs> it's 
<laughs> well, it's probably because they know that there's those fans out there that would be like, why didn't he just use his lightsaber? <laughs> so it's <laughs> they're like, we know here we're we're saying it. <laughs> and I just I love Nicholas Cantu and the way that he uh, voices that character because in that moment I was like, oh, that's right, yeah, the, the lightsaber. I forgot. Yeah, you could use that. <laughs> um. And who says this line? I'm having a hard time accepting that. Oh, so that's um, that's Xander, because he says this guy's better than me. He's talking oh, yeah. about he's talking about MOC flying his ship, and he's like, this guy's better than me, and I'm having a hard time <laughs> accepting that. <laughs> oh man, I completely missed that. There were so many things happening in that moment. Yeah. And and then Rowan thankfully manages to escape in a very stylish way. I like that he just dives into the the star scavenger and but unfortunately ends up crash landing and uh he has no choice but to face off with moc and being so young and still untrained he attacks first without thinking yeah rowan's pretty impressive though his his leap his blind leap into the ship was pretty cool very jedi like i could see anakin doing something like that um and then even when he's facing off against MOC, he he's got some cool moves. You know, he f- he's got some cool flips. He's he's definitely coming to his own, and is using the force in a very impressive manner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and this is leading up to one of my, some of my favorite quotes because again, Rowan is is my favorite, and I adore him. And, and I love that he goes, "Never tell me the odds," mostly because I don't understand how they work. <laughs> yeah, great line. Nice callback to an original trilogy quote and with their yeah. own little Lego twist on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and as they're fighting it off, you have the others working in the background ready to to enact their plan, which is to blow him up and and try to get their butts out of their bricks out of there. And and this is my ultimate favorite <laughs> interaction. Where he goes, so am I the 2,772 or the one? And then MOC says, you are the one. And, and Rowan goes, woo, I'm number one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <was> so good. <laughs> yes, I agree. Very funny. Um, they, yeah, and you kind of hear him say that. Like, you don't, they're not even focused on the battle at that point. They're actually focused on uh xander and cordy and quarry as they're trying to rig up this broken down uh u-wing yeah you know as that's happening then you hear off in the distance woo i'm number one yes so, um but yeah i thought it was cool they used a u-wing uh you know something that we've seen prominently in rogue one mm-hmm. and there's a really cool lego set that you can get for the u-wing so that was i thought that was pretty cool to see yeah yeah and they managed to hit uh moc with the ewing and it looks like they're they're safe now and i love that rowan says it's because freemakers always fly together and uh so it wasn't just 2772 to one there was other people as well including rowan so i love that it was so cool <laughs> yes you get the nice the family moment you got to have that in this show yeah yeah i love that it always comes back to family and and MOC unfortunately survives, <laughs> um, and they manage to escape. And I love that when he's reporting the information to the Emperor, he says that the Freemakers are now working with the Rebels, 
and there was a missing bit of information, which was that he didn't, they, he didn't know that Rowan had a lightsaber. Right. Yeah. When he was collating the files. Yes. The, Co- the... Which is his, his best skill, collating. Somebody left out that detail. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, the Emperor is like, who put together that file? And the, the, uh, the Imperial person that did apparently just happened to be in the room. So the Emperor <laughs> shocks him. Zappity, Zappity. <laughs> Vader's like, feel better? Yeah, yeah, it helps. <laughs> and then as they're back at the, at the Rebel hangar, they, Corey mentions that Rowan is, is going to be his apprentice, which is pretty cool. And I'm excited to see how those two characters are going to interact moving forward. Yeah, interesting that we have a character that is search, in search of a master... But he gets a master that's a lot different than probably what we would have expected. Yeah. You know, a shipbuilder as opposed to someone that can teach him the ways of the Force. So it's a, a nice twist. Um, and they didn't go with kind of the obvious idea. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I like that. And and then we get to see them sleeping in their bunks, which was something that I didn't think... I, I don't recall seeing that in Season 1. I think this is our first time seeing their bunks. In the Star Scavenger. Was it the Star Scavenger? I want to say it's the Star Scavenger. See, I don't know. I was thinking that they were actually sleeping like on the, the Rebel ship. Oh. I wasn't oh, thinking I Star think Scavenger. That. that they were the, these were like kind of Rebel bunks that they were staying in. Well, that makes more sense. <laughs> I could be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> um, but Rowan ends up dreaming up the Arrowhead. So he sees, I love the construction of it very slowly, the way that you and I would go about building our sets, only that was much cooler. With the force? <laughs> yeah, through the force. You use the force when you build your Lego sets too? Of course, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we see the construction of it and we see what powers it, which is the kyber crystal, very like a cluster of, uh, of crystals and... We see it in action, and it has like this cool blade feature at the front, and ends up slicing this. Um, what's it? Uh, it would look like an uh, asteroid, like or a comet. big asteroid, or yeah. It's interesting the power that it has. Um, that you know, kind of what's the what is the plan here? How are they going to use this right uh, to yeah. help the the rebellion? Because it almost seems destructive in a super super weapon sort of way something like the empire would come up with right yeah and it's very similar to what the kyber saber was capable of doing right Uh, when you would swing it it'd send out this pulse that would you know break things in half right maybe in a more controlled manner and it would it would make a lot of sense that something like this could be used against the death star but we already know that's not how the death star goes down no (laughs) so but yeah very very interesting the the this is why i wish i had that set already me too to kind of see how it works and the blade flipping up and you know where the kyber sable cyber the kyber crystals go and all that so i now it makes me want to buy the set even more <laughs> and, and i love that xander is sleeping in the background and and he ends up wake, uh, falling off his, his bunk <laughs> oh, i'll get to it in the morning <laughs> yeah <laughs> it almost looked like he hurt he's like oh he's like Crumple it up in a ball like he hurt a rib or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a great episode. I, I really loved this premiere. Yeah, very, very good episode. Very good start to the season. 
I'm really excited uh, for the season of Freemaker Adventures. Yeah, yeah. And the next one is the Tower of Alistair apparently, according to Zap to it, which is where everyone gets their information regarding Star Wars Rebels titles and whatnot. And it airs on July 31st. All right. So we have <laughs> a, a, over a month to wait. And then we're getting regular weekly episodes after that, right? No. no? It's going to be... Okay, so this is the setup. This is... <laughs> from <laughs> my understanding, me. I know. From my understanding, I believe it starts that week. July 31st is a Monday. So it's going to be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Then next week is the same thing. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday until August 16, which is, I think, the following week or, or maybe a week after. So it's going to be a Monday through Thursday airing. Different episodes? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> How are we going to keep up with it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> when I went, when I saw that, I was just like, wait. How are we going to record the show? <laughs> As a fan, I'm excited about that. As a podcaster, I'm a little scared. Because <laughs> it's essentially what they did the first time when they first premiered the show. They premiered it on a Monday. And they also gave us new episodes, I think, on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I think. It was the first four episodes. Because yeah. that's what we ended up recording. Our first, or I think our first podcast was all four episodes. But they only did that the first week, and then it kind of went to... And then it went to weekly. But this time around, it's they're going to keep it that way up until August 16. Unless I'm misinterpreting it wrong, but <laughs> I was looking at it very carefully. <laughs> wow. All right. We'll have to talk about that. Yeah, we will. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's going to be fun. And I'm excited to see what's in store for the second season. Good things. Good things are coming. Yes, definitely. So happy the show st- is sticking around. They got yeah. a second season. Yeah, yeah. I hope they're working on season three right now because they were working on season two while season one was airing. <laughs> yes. So here's hoping. <laughs> And so I guess that's it. Then we should start wrapping up then. All right. So so as usual, you can leave us a review on iTunes. If you listen to our show and you haven't left us a review yet, we'd love for you to head over to iTunes and do that. You can also find our episodes at iTunes. Um, on Facebook, we're facebook.com slash starscavengers. Twitter at starscavengers. Like I was saying, Jonah Marie's been doing uh, some stuff over on Twitter much better than I was keeping up with it. And I thought you You're had access good. before. So. But I was like, the second season is going to start. I think we should, you know, like ramp up the activity. Yes, I'm I'm not good at keeping up with the Twitter feeds for the different shows that I do. So I'm happy that you're happy to do it. Yay. Uh, you can email us starscavengers at gmail.com and you can find all of our episodes at our website, www.starscavengers.com. And until next time, be a builder and don't mess with the freemakers. <laughs>